Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders podcast for Tuesday, October 26th. Game one of the World Series is tonight. The Braves and Astros are uh, the matchup and we are going to break it down with a guy who had the privilege of pitching in both leagues this year rich hill rich finished with the new york mets started with the tampa bay rays uh were those, were those your only two stops this year rich i know you usually have a lot yeah. of them. i kind of tend to forget <laughs> yeah thanks for having me on sweeney uh yeah that that those were the only two this year and uh you know uh it was it was uh as much as it was uh, disappointing, I would say to get traded from from Tampa, just because you know, obviously we had we had such a good uh, chemistry, and and obviously they showed to continue to have that uh, during the rest of the season and then into the postseason. Uh, going to New York and going to a city that I love and and uh, always enjoyed, you know, coming there as a visitor and or being part of the Yankees for you know a brief stint uh, is is something that was you know uh, unexpected but it was uh it was definitely um you know with welcoming arms and and I and I loved playing uh in front of those fans in in New York hey let's get into the World Series in a minute but uh since we talked a little bit about Tampa Bay here you started the year with the Rays um you know how how do I think the big question is how do they keep doing what they're doing and did they did they run out of pitching is you know they they traded you so i mean are, are yeah. they, is that part of the reason why they didn't get farther i think you know sweeney i think that a lot of uh a lot of teams they're successful because they've been able to get guys that have either been disregarded by other organizations and have tremendous potential in something that they may not have been using to their advantage as a player uh, whether that be bat to ball skills, you know, their, their ability to run, um, their ability to, you know, throw a certain pitch um, and execute that pitch more often than not where they weren't really using that pitch in another organization. So maybe they're, they were undervalued in one organization, whereas Tampa sees something and says, Hey, if we can, if we can get this guy and we can get him to believe in that pitch or in that certain swing or the type of player that we think he can be, he's going to thrive here in, in Tampa. And you've seen it year after year. I mean, Kevin Cash has done a great job with, uh, you know, the front office in, in, in Tampa Bay uh, and, the, and the way they've been able to win the last five years that he's been there. Um, so it's been extremely impressive to see the, the run that they've gone on. And I think when you get into the playoffs, uh, it's certainly you need to have 
it comes down to pitching, no doubt about it. And it comes down to starting pitching and starting pitching. It comes down to because of the depth that you need to go into the game. Uh, you can't, you know, I think through 162, uh, the openers, the, you know, uh, coming in and, and trying to rely a little bit more heavily on the bullpen, I would say is, it is very difficult because it's such a long stretch, but the stress of the innings is, is, far less greater than what it is in the postseason. Um, so it's almost like every time you're, you're, you're making one pitch in the postseason, it's really like two and a half pitches. So uh, where you run into trouble is, is really what I've seen in the postseason so far is that when you don't have, when you have to rely on that bullpen so much. And the, the other side of it is when we talk about the third time through the order, you know, you go into a series where it's, you know, five to seven game series, that's these hitters of they know the they know the the arms that are coming out of the bullpen. So I, I think it kind of it might, you know, dampen that third time through the order a little bit more and actually put a little bit more weight on the starting pitcher to say, hey, we need you to get through the third time or at least halfway through the third time in the order. Um, and I, we've seen that we've and, and seen it not really come out to, you know, obviously the best results for uh, certain teams that are relying heavily on the analytics. Uh, because in, in the postseason, it's really about about baseball and it's about what you have on the inside. It's not it's not really about, you know, I mean, talent does come out and play, but it's also about the intensity and the passion that you have for the game that that will show. And I think we kind of unexpectedly saw that with your old team with the Dodgers. You know, here's a pitching rich organization, a pitching rich team. All of a sudden, yeah. you get backed into a corner a little bit in one day and it kind of snowballs on you. And all of a sudden you're left without choices. You end up with a day where, you know, Max Scherzer does what he does. And it kind of has that effect as you're talking about this cumulative effect of two and a half pitches for every one pitch. Right. Uh, and it seems even the, even the richest organizations in pitching, you know, you get one or two days, it kind of ruins your whole, it, it ruins your whole postseason. Yeah. Cause, and again, the stress that you're putting on the bullpen, you're asking them to, you know, uh, carry a huge workload uh, for, you know, whether the starter goes out there and goes two innings. And, you know, we saw it like the, the, the matchup that's coming up here uh, in game one with Valdez and Morton, uh, you see Valdez in that first game that he had in, in the championship series, wasn't very good. And then he comes back and I think it was game five against the Red Sox. And, you know, I mean, that was really the, the nail in the coffin was the starting pitch pitcher for Houston Valdez going out there and doing what he did and how valuable that is because it basically gives the bullpen two days off going into the to the World Series or three days off with the extra day but you know because he goes eight there's a lot of guys that get a day off to to rest to so you know it's going to be it's going to be extremely interesting but I, I I do see that with with LA it was just um you know unfortunately with with Clayton going down I think that was difficult um and, you know, again, relying heavily on that on the bullpen as good as they are. And it, it doesn't you know, it just for some reason in the post, no, not for some reason. It is it is what it is in the postseason. It just it's an intense environment that, you know, when that when that time of year comes around, it's the best time to play baseball. Um, not saying that the 162 aren't, you know, extremely fun and, and unbelievable, you know, highlights that can be made and, and memories that can be made from that 162. But you remembered for what you did in the postseason, and that's something that um, me as a player, 
uh, as soon as I got to have more of an opportunity to do that and, and the good fortune to be able to pitch in a couple World Series, that's that's the only thing that that I think about now is, is trying to get back there. <laughs> and uh, I get to, you know, you and your World Series success and, you know, your individual success um, in a little bit and kind of how that breaks down with when you're looking at, at you know, how guys have to perform. But I found it kind of interesting that, your, you know, this matchup matches a couple of career baseball men as managers, Brian Snitker and Dusty Baker. And yeah. I hadn't realized till just yesterday when I had to, I, I, I looked this up, your 17 year big league career began with Dusty Baker as your manager. Yeah. How did, yeah. uh, how do you feel about seeing him in this spotlight now? Oh, I think it's great. Um, you know, he's all the, all the success that he's had over his, his career in baseball and the decades and, and that have, have been accumulated. Uh, I'm sure you know, he would say, I don't know. It seems like they just go by so quick, just like, just like anything else. But, um, you know, he was always, he was always great to me and, uh, he was very personable as a manager. Um, you know, even after the years, uh, playing for him in Chicago and seeing him in other venues or, you know, when he was doing TV or, or broadcast and running into him, uh, you know, it was always open arms and, and, uh, you know, we, we had, really good things to talk about. So I, I, I'm excited for Dusty, um, you know, and I, and I hope that, you know, things, things go the way that he wants, but um, you know, it's, it's interesting to look back for me and see, see, uh, see that he has never uh, gotten to the, you know, I guess the mountaintop, so to speak, is yeah. winning that world series. So um, especially with some of the great teams that he's had over the years in, in San Francisco and in Chicago. Um, but now with Houston, I think, uh, you know, definitely he's, he's shown again too. He's, he's shown in, in the, in, even in the recent past years with Washington being able to lead a team into the postseason and uh, you know, have great success as a manager. So it's, it's just, again, it's a testament to his ability to, I think as the game has grown, he has also been able to see both sides of it as well, as you can see the analytics side, but then also the baseball side of it. And he is, you know, definitely a, a real, a real uh, baseball man. Yeah, I mean, listen, you've played for a bunch of different guys and you've seen all sides of this now with analytically driven organizations and maybe guys who are a little less inclined but accept its place in the game. Um, mm -hmm. is, there, is there a perfect style of manager or is it just somebody who has to, one, have the players, but two, be able to just you know embrace all of it without trying to say it's my way or the highway? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that, Sweeney. It's, it's got to be, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that I'm seeing in organizations right now is being able to bridge the gap between the analytic department and the locker room. And we need, you know, that gap and everybody to kind of come together and understand like, hey, we're all in this together to achieve the ultimate goal of winning a World Series, having a successful season, getting into the playoffs and then going from there. Um, and, and again, just a side note, when you get into the playoffs, it's like anything can happen. Somebody could be, you know, it, 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 you, you get guys that are playing out of position. Uh, you know, you, you, we're seeing that in this postseason. Um, you know, where we see Gavin Lux playing center field who hadn't played. I don't think he played there all year. Um, but again, little things like that guys batting in certain situations where they would never be batting, uh, during the regular season, uh, pitchers, you know, pitching where they would, would, you know, most normally not be in, in the situation they're in the postseason. Um, but again, that is the, to me, that's the baseball side of it. So the other side of it is just having uh, the analytics kind of marry with, with uh, you know, the, the baseball type um, kind of mentality, I guess, where it's, 
you know, when you have a certain things like a shift and, and, you know, you got to respect that in the postseason, guys are going to be able to, you know, they may have not done it for 162, but uh, if they're trying to hit the ball the other way and, you know, you see it over and over again, where the ball just goes through the shift, it's a little dribbler through the other side, but somewhere in that uh, is, you know, the truth of where we can both come together. And I think that for managers and players uh, it has to be, you know, kind of a, it's, 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 it's gotta be a, you know, an agree, an agreeable um, kind of compensation on both sides. That's, that's what I see. And I, and I think that there isn't a perfect solution to it, but definitely being able to uh, talk to each other, you know, and, and understand that you're on the same team and that we're not trying to, uh, you know, put guys in positions to fail. We're trying to put guys in positions to succeed. And, you know, Tampa, Tampa did a very good job of that, uh, being able to explain that to the player and kind of uh, say, hey, this is why we do things here. This has worked over the last five years. Um, you know, technically it, it, it's proven out. So we're not going to, you know, uh, kind of go away from that strategy, which is, which is, you know, understandable. But I also think that um, there are certain times when you have managers like a Dusty Baker wh- where he sees something and you do go on feel, you don't go on facts. So uh, facts don't always play out. And, and especially in the, in the postseason when you see guys that, you know, you might have somebody come up to, you know, uh, I mean, look what Jock Peterson's been able to do, you know, this postseason has been great um, to, to watch him, you know, flourish in, in this postseason. I think that you, you don't expect certain things that should be, um, you know, almost certain on paper don't play out that way in the postseason. So that's what's exciting about it. And I think that we can come together as, as, as uh, you know, a whole and, and find, you know, something where the analytics and the baseball can have the feel and the facts together. This is more of a bigger picture thing for you, Rich, but you broke into professional baseball in the major leagues at a time when we were still kind of counting 20 game winners, right? You know, yeah. and, and wins still mattered for pitchers. And I think they still do to a degree uh, yeah. with the individual pitcher, but you're also, you've also been in a number of positions with the teams you've been on in the last few years, um, analytically driven teams where you're going to come out after four and a third or four and two thirds, and you're not going to get the W next to your name. Does that still matter to you or have you bought in enough where you kind of understand it? Well, I, I bought in enough to understand it, but I also feel that it is still the responsibility of what your job is as a starting pitcher to go out there and provide the team with the best opportunity to win. And I still don't think four and two thirds is, 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 you know, the way to, to wait, you know, it's, it's so tough to swallow. Um, but I mean, in certain situations, yes, I can understand that, especially if you're in the postseason. when you're in the postseason, it's like, I, you know, I'm going to give you whatever I can give you. And it's not my decision to come out of the game or, or stay in the game. I can put up my best argument or, you know, I, I always feel that if there is a better if, in the postseason, you have to be unselfish. And if you feel that there is a better option in the bullpen and you understand that that decision is being made, then you know it's being made for the best of the team and not selfishly for yourself as an individual. And that's something that's so difficult to kind of put your ego aside, put your you know pride aside and be like, OK, four and two thirds, whatever, five innings, six innings, whatever it is, uh, even though you may feel that you have more in the tank, then, you know, you got to kind of just put your hands up and, and say, you know, some, you know, they, they have, they know best and, 
it's it's kind of a, a, that team effort. And I also think the other side of it, Sweeney, is that coming into the league uh, in 2005, um, if we look at veterans back in 2005, this is just from, again, my experience, is that veterans were the analytics of today. So when you had a guy who had, you know, a Nephi Perez or Derek Lee, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm just trying to think of some other guys, but just some other guys that, you know, they had the experience. Those guys were relied on more heavily than maybe the young guy that came up and was like, wait a minute, he's got, you know, now where we can quantify a lot of the players abilities or so to speak abilities. Um, they, they are now, you know, obviously back then that's what, that's what, where the, the pitching change would be made and, or, uh, you know, a pinch hitter would come in to, to hit or get the start for that game because they say, well, you know, he may not have done, or you have a Tim Lincecum, for example, coming up, right. And nobody really knows him, but uh, you might have another right-handed hitter who's got 10 or 12 years in the big leagues. And that's, what's going to be leaned on more than saying, no, we need to go with a lefty who is, you know, a kid who's got maybe a year and a half or even just a brand new rookie in the league. That's where we would go now, as opposed to, you know, 2005 and 2006 up to, you know, at least up until 14 or 15 when all everything started to, to really uh, make waves um, in the, in the change of analytics in the game. So when you think about your World Series past here, you made three starts in a World Series uh, and and done very well, allowing only three runs. But as we just talked about, you've thrown three starts in a total of 15 innings. So yeah. you know, leash is kind of short here when you're yeah. thinking about what is the key, though, to you've had good success in your three starts. Right. And you talked about the, you know, the pressure of of the amplified nature of each pitch. What is the key to making all of that come together on the mound and and having a good performance in front of the world? Uh, I think just thinking uh, you got to do a little bit of foresight and think about what are you going to remember in 10, 20 years uh, down the line. And that, you know, really that's that you went for it. I think that's the biggest thing. And, you know, putting all that, it, it kind of lets everything, uh, you know, fall to the fall to the floor and you don't have to really uh, worry about anything except for going out there and, and executing pitches with, you know, in, in a relentless intensity. And if you go out there with that mindset, you know, whatever the outcome is, you're still, it's going to keep you focused in on the moment. And that's something that, um, you know, I definitely reminded myself of uh, before going in those games. I never really, uh, you know, of course you think about, okay, the, the what ifs of that, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, what am I going to regret in 10 years? And you don't want to have any by, you know, simply going out there and, and uh, attacking and, and making sure that you're aggressive with every throw that comes out of your hand. And then, you know, eventually after, you know, the first couple pitches come out of your hand, now all of a sudden, you know, the, the, you know, the kind of everything settles down and you're pitching again and the moments have been flow during the game, but you don't, you know, really get too high or get too low or, or go with the emotion of the game. Um, in my opinion, I've always pitched, you know, I, I'd like to pitch like I'm a closer. So it's kind of, you know, that intensity is consistent throughout the, you know, however many pitches you're going to be out there for or innings. And, you know, at the end of it, Again, what I said before is just that you can you can look back and say, 
you know, hey, it, it, whatever the score is, it went well or didn't went well. I threw the ball the way I wanted to. It came out of my hand the way I wanted to. And, uh, you know, that's something that uh, has, you know, for me, that that's something that worked. And, and uh, I think it's definitely something that uh, a lot of guys would, would say the same. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So in the days leading up to game one, the organizations are pouring through a lot of information. Yeah. And the yeah. and it's infinitely more now than it was maybe, you know, even, even just 10 years ago. As a player, you're going out there to pitch a World Series game. Maybe you're not familiar with the opponent at all, let's say. How much of this information do you want? How you know you're pitching the biggest game of your career to that point? Let's say yeah. uh, the biggest game of your life. Do you want all this information, or are you trying to keep it simpler to what you need to know? Oh, absolutely, keeping it simpler. That's it. I'm trying to do. You know, you're you're pitching to your strengths, no matter what. And you know, right there, you've already cut off whatever kind of anxiety that you know some. <laughs> scouting reports might bring because you're going to get you know a, a a desk or whatever just a stack full of uh of uh scouting reports and all sorts of percentages and you know and it just depends on what you want to kind of use as well um and i think that's one thing that analytics has a has a great place in the game as far as like wow this can really benefit us here and there but you know when it comes to the biggest stage and the brightest lights of of the world series it's it's really you know, my best against your best. And that's, that's it. And I think that again, the other thing I, I don't think, I know that being, you know, having the good fortune to pitch in the world series and, and sitting there and saying, okay, I'm going to pitch to my strengths period. Um, and in that, 
you know, it really takes away again, a lot of the, a lot of the things that could be running through your mind as far as, you know, outcomes or, or how is this game going to go or, you know, hoping that things will work out as opposed to grabbing the ball and, and just going out there, being athletic, being a pitcher and staying aggressive. That's the biggest thing. I always talk about being aggressive, having passion, bringing that intensity, um, you know, every time that you get an opportunity to go out there and pitch and it's no different, uh, for, you know, in, in the situation of, of, uh, the world series than it is in, in, in 162. It's just, if you can, we've, you know, you practiced it for, I mean, I'm sure Charlie and, and Valdez, they, they've probably made, you know, I don't know, 30, let's just say 30 plus starts this year. So they've been doing it, you know, all year and they've had the ability, you know, the, the, a couple starts that they've had in the, in the postseason already. Cause you know, you get, you know what the nerves are going to feel like. Um, but again, it's just, it's just the practice has gone into it. Now it's just here it is. Hit it. All right. So the Atlanta Braves are a team that you saw a lot in the, you know, the second yeah. half after going over uh, to the Mets um, as they entered the postseason, rich, they were not the hottest team. That was the Cardinals. Right. They were not right. the best team. That was the giants or the Dodgers right. or the Brewers. Yeah. Yet here they are, the last one standing. Um, what did what did you see watching them play over the last two weeks that got them here? Yeah, and you know we played them the last series of the year. Um, we won the first game, and I was kind of like, "Geez, this is the team that's you know they won the division. This is okay." We're you know as far as I'm concerned, on paper we were just as good as they were. But again, you could see the team coming together, and I remember uh, actually. Um, running into Jock Peterson at the hotel right after he got traded and right after uh, I got traded to uh, the Mets. And uh, it was just funny just running into him because we didn't know what was going to happen. We had no idea, you know, obviously new teams and just kind of flying by the seat of our pants a little bit with getting traded. Um, but to be able to see the way that that team has come together um you know, I think it, a lot of it too, you hear Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman. So I think he's, he's been a huge voice uh, in that clubhouse, especially with another guy, um, you know, Charlie Morton, who's pitching uh, game one. So something that, you know, and then we, we end up the next three games, we end up losing um, in that four game series, but it was something that, uh, you know, was, was interesting because they just continued to keep fighting no matter what it was, it was, it was the end of the year. They had already clinched the division. Um, you know, you might say they were meaningless games, but not, you know, you could tell not, not, not for the Braves, uh, this year. And, and, uh, definitely the way, um, I think Max Fried has thrown the ball has been, um, you know, obviously very good during the regular season, He's been good during the postseason. He's had some great moments, and and uh, that that's going to be a little bit of an X factor, I think, going into into the World Series is is how how Max uh, kind of you know carries the torch for for the next start. I feel like you know back remember back when we were growing up, the Braves were America's team because they were on TBS, yeah. right? They were oh, on yeah. TV all the time, and everybody and and they they became good in the in the nineties and. Uh, everybody watched them around the country. I have a feeling they have more fans in this World Series simply because the Astros are carrying a lot of baggage with them. Sure. And, you know, you were one of the aggrieved parties. You know, you're on the Dodgers in 2017 and the Astros win that World Series. And I remember going back, you know, two spring trainings ago now, uh, when we asked a lot of people about it, it was the pitchers and the catchers who felt the most anger, I thought, because 
you know, use the same phrase, the pitchers and the catchers are the aggrieved parties when you're talking about stealing signs, right? So yeah. Somebody came into your house and robbed you. Um, you're watching the Astros, and we've already talked about how likable Dusty Baker is and how much everybody loves him, but are the, are the Astros unlikable to you as a player, an active player, and one who was taken advantage of by them? Yeah, I think that one thing, um, you know, Sweeney, when I think about it, is they're human beings. <laughs> I know it's it's easy to sit there in the moment and be frustrated, angered, and 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 kind of robbed. Uh, as you said, I think that's something that, um, you know, back in 2017 and then 18, or you know, when all the kind of things were developing. But at the same time, I I feel you know uh, the human side of it and watching the guys coming up to the plate and getting booed and you know uh continuously uh kind of reminded every single day for 162 of you know something that happened that they've you know they continue to uh hear it and 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 pay for it i guess in in a certain sense from the different uh venues that they've been going to so I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I do have a, uh, I think my stance is kind of, um, you know, softened over the, over the years. And it's, it's almost, you know, just something that um, the, the, the team is very talented with, with the Astros. They've been very talented over the last five years. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you had a group of guys in 2017 that were young, very influential um, and unfortunately kind of just, you know, fell to, uh, something that, um, will, will be around forever in baseball and be a story in baseball that, uh, will be continued to tell over, over the decades and, and forewarning, I think for, for other, other teams, not to, uh, go as far as, as the organization did in Houston in 17. So I think it's something that, you know, we kind of, it's, you, you, you go so far in one direction. Okay. <laughs> now we're, now we're back in the middle where there's still, you know, relaying signs from second base location and stuff like that, which is, you know, obviously another challenge, I think for, for us as pitchers to, you know, continuously, uh, you know, be on top of that cat and mouse game and understand that you got to switch your signs up. You got to be able to, you know, uh, kind of have a little bit more of a Houdini act out there as far as, throwing the, the, the runner on second base off. So he's maybe not really <laughs> the correct sign to the hitter. So, um, but that, that'll be something that's interesting too. Cause I know a lot of teams are, you know, on top of that stuff, they, they, they combat it. They also practice it and they also, uh, you know, try to try. And, and that, that stuff to me is, is, is part of the game. I don't think I'll ever, you know, be on the side of, you know, when, when, if, if, if I'm out there and, and I'm calling, you know, I'm using the same signs for, the whole game or even more than one game, then, you know, that, that, that's on me. I got to be a little bit more savvy and understand. That's why now you're starting to see guys with cards, you know, they're, they're yeah. pulling them out of the back pocket or out of their hat and, and continuously switching up signs with, with different, you know, different numbers and uh, trying to keep that edge. So, um, you know, I, again, I, I think it's going to be a great world series. I, I, you know, pulling for, for a lot of guys on both teams. And, and uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be exciting. And I know, I know there's a, a feel good element to one of these guys that I don't know if you have a personal connection with, but I have a feeling that you have a lot of um, 
a lot of energy towards him. Tyler Matzik is a guy who two years ago is pitching the independent ball. And mm-hmm. you know, you've run that route. You know, you've gone to independent yeah. ball, made it back to the big leagues. Two years ago, he's pitching independent ball. And here he is, a big reason why the Braves are going to the World Series. He's pitching big spots, big innings. Um, I, I think there's quite a good feel-good element to his story there. How much do you uh, kind of relate to what, what he's able to do in the spot? Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, again, to your point, it's a feel-good story. And it's amazing to see, uh, you know, a guy come back and, and go through the the grinder of, of independent ball and then get the opportunity to come back and, and uh, now, you know, on the biggest stage in the game. So uh, I think that's something that a testament to his, uh, you know, will of, of continuing on in the game and not giving up. I think that's one thing that, um, you know, having that kind of um, just the persistence that it shows, that's, that's one thing that, you know, for me is, is I've, I've, I've never wanted to, do anything else or, or not play the game. Um, even when, you know, you're repeating a ball again or something, you know, somewhere down the line where it's just like, okay, uh, it was always a continuously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play next year. I don't know where it's going to be. Or, um, you know, you continue to work and you put in the work, you put in the time and the effort and, and, uh, it, it definitely comes out, um, you know, and shows itself on the field when you do that. And when you, it just goes to show you what happens when you're prepared, you know? Um, and I think that's one thing that obviously he's showing now and, and uh, is, is reaping the benefits of it. All right. So how do you think this series goes? And we're going to talk later as this thing gets going here, but um, you know, I, I'm almost looking at the Braves as a team where I kind of look at say the Royals in 2014 when they ran into yeah. the Giants. And here's a team that, really wasn't great in the regular season, but they had themselves a run and they were a young team. So, you know, versus a team like the Astros who are a lot like that giants team. I think they have some guys who've been there. They have some veterans and they have, you know, mm-hmm. this might be like the last bit of run here. They've already lost uh, Springer. They've already lost Cole, you know, Verlander, maybe probably uh, Correa is a free agent. So this group here doesn't have a lot of time left here, rich. And it might be there. right chance you know carlos correa is doing it's my time it might be their time to put a more legitimate stamp on who they are because everyone's still questioning 17 and i feel like maybe and on top of all that rich just watching baseball they're just hard to get out you know yeah. they're hard yeah. hitters to get out and i feel like they have that distinct advantage and have i don't want to say easy win i'd like to see this go six or seven but um, I feel like the Astros win this series. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think you know, I I, I give the the definitely game one um, to to Houston. It being at home, they get to play in front of their you know their home fans. I think that's that's always it's always an advantage in the postseason because of the intensity, of the environment, and the crowd noise. And uh, you know, it's something that uh, going into a or pitching in uh, an opposing. Uh, teams uh, arena is has been something that's proven out to be you know successful for especially with the fans of Houston they're going to be loud it's going to be if the roof if the roof is closed <laughs> it's going to be extra loud um, so I yeah I I feel you know again uh, game one goes to Houston just because of that and especially if Valdez pitches the way he did uh, or you know even a, a I guess half a, half as good as he did when he when he pitched uh, you know game five against the Red Sox uh, they're gonna they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be in a good position but also on the other side you get Charlie Morton who is 
you know, one of the best in the game and has been through, you know, his own ups, ups and downs and, and is, has pitched well in the postseason and in the world series. So he's, he's somebody that I think it's, it's, it's going to, there's going to be a lot of ground balls. I think that's the one thing we're going to see. Also, um, I'm, you know, looking at the, the Houston Astros lineup and with Altuve, Bregman, uh, Correa and, and Guriel, the way that those guys have been swinging the bat, especially Alvarez. I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's going to, again, come down to starting pitching and depending upon who can give you, you know, in, in, in the first couple games, uh, the most innings out of that, out of that rotation is going to save the bullpen for, I don't want to say I don't want to say there. Every game is so meaningful and every pitch is so meaningful. But once you start getting down to okay, you know, hey, we're down two one or we're up two one or the series is tied two two, um, the the games that are really really going to make the make or break the the series um, is is going to come from the bullpen uh, later on in the series and and be able to have those guys fresh at the end. I think is going to be something that's going to you know be more in favor of of that team. Um, but again, I, I like, I, I really do like the Braves lineup with uh, Austin Riley. I think he's, you know, in my opinion, was one of the best players throughout the league this entire year. Um, Rosario, the way he's come on and, and really been the postseason kind of surprise, as we talked about, uh, where, where you don't know where that's going to come from. Um, but again, his ability to be able to just put the bat on the ball and put the ball in play. It's not, you know, during the season, I was looking up at, you know, whoever we would play and, and you'd see, okay, we got 10, 12, 13 strikeouts. And that was almost on a nightly basis, mm-hmm. uh, you know, throughout the league. And you're thinking, geez, if you could just cut that down to like seven or eight as a, as an organization, you know, you're giving your, so the more times you can put the ball in play, it doesn't matter if it's on the ground or in the air, you're just giving yourself a chance. And that's, that's again, going to be a huge factor in this postseason. Who can, who can just kind of, relax, see the strike zone and, and execute a swing and, you know, pull the trigger. And it's the same thing with starters who can, again, just attack, as I said before, uh, continue to stay with your approach that's worked for you and, and, uh, and, you know, throw strikes, don't walk, don't no free passes. Um, I think that's, that's a, that's a huge, obviously every, every base runner is huge. Every pitch is huge. Every, you know, ground ball is going to be double play anything that's going to create more of a what you'd see in a regular season that's a free and easy play there's a little bit you know there's a little bit more tightness to it so the team that can stay the loosest is is going to be I think going to be in a really good position and the other side of it I was going to say is I feel that maybe Atlanta you know underperformed a little bit this year at certain stages Mm -hmm. I think that they slumped in a time uh you know kind of before I got over there, uh, excuse me, before I get to the Mets, um, they kind of slumped in a time where they were trying to do too much. There was so much expected, I think, of that team going into this season. And they were trying to live up to maybe expectations as opposed to, you know, just relaxing and playing their game and knowing that, you know, hey, we don't have to, Austin Riley doesn't have to hit, you know, a five-run home run or, or Freddie Freeman doesn't have to, you know, bat 390. So once all the, I think once those guys started to come into their own a little bit or not into their own, but back to who they, who they are, then, then you started to see the Atlanta Braves team that probably should have seen for, for most of the year, but here they are in the world series. So I don't think that's a surprise at all. 
17 years in the big leagues, your expert analysis, uh, really, uh, it, it really is something to listen to here. And I hope people appreciate that. And we're going to do this again, maybe in a week as we get to go into the series. Thanks for joining me here, Rich. Yeah, Sweeney. Thank you for having me on. This was, this was a lot of fun. This is the WFAN Baseball Insiders. He's Rich Hill. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Remember to subscribe at Odyssey at Apple Podcasts. You'll get these delivered right to you. My Yankees reports, Ed Coleman's Mets reports come right to you, as well as conversations like this as we break down the postseason and going into the offseason, whatever various issues have on, and special guests along the way. Uh, my thanks to Rich Hill. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.